Okay, welcome back to another episode of Spooky Movie Squad, the horror movie podcast that reviews the best and worst and everything in between in horror, one movie at a time. I'm your host, Otis, and tonight I am joined, as ever, by the Spooky Movie Squad, and that squad consists of Katie. Hi. Emma. Oh, hey. And Micah. Mmm, exquisite mouthfeel. <laughs> it's funny you did that. I was going to do a clap. <laughs> everybody get everybody lined up so that was a sensual and real is my body moment yeah oh, my God. <laughs> oh man <laughs> yoda should have been at one of the tables <laughs> just do the menu but it's all muppets oh my god the menu. The menu. watch it you just see gonzo blow himself up the problem is it can't be the human in it is not Ray Fiennes. <clears throat> That's played well, by the Swedish chef. Yes. The oh human in it has to be Anya Taylor Joy. <laughs> oh my God. Swedish <laughs> chef is holding everybody hostage. Oh my God. I need this. Oh my you God. Just I need this Beaker. real bad. You just, just see like... Beaker keeps running by the window. Yeah, Beaker, Beaker's the assistant. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Gets super mad at. at... All the people. Wh- whoever. Oh my well, God. What, what Muppet would Anya Taylor-Joy be? No, no, she'd, no be she'd be the human. Be the person. <clears throat> oh, gotcha. The beaker's mad at her. Exactly. Oh my, I need this real bad. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so sit back and relax and enjoy our review of the 2022 American comedy horror film, The Menu. Comedy's a fucking stretch. That's hey, I sure. laughed a couple times. <laughs> does not make it a comedy yeah uh there are two subtitles for it so pain stinking mm, pain stink pain stinking pain stink pain stinkingly stink <laughs> Guys, I'm gonna pee. Stop it. Painstakingly. Stakingly. Stakingly. Okay. Painstakingly prepared, brilliant execution. Wonderful surprises await you all. That's a terrible one. Just go with the one I can't read. <laughs> But you can taste it. Yeah. No, you can stank it, though. Yeah, I can stank it, apparently. (laughs) Otis reading that was painstakingly long. (laughs) Hit that music. Behind the curtain of disconcerting nod, it's time to listen to the Spooky Movie Squad! <laughs> Happy Spookies, everyone! This is episode 276 of this illustrious podcast in volume 2 in Senses Month. So this is the month where we choose movies that tie into a sense, or probably multiple of them. So tonight, it is, I would say taste is the most commonly used in this one a little bit of smell probably some touch in there (laughs) but we're going with a new film this one is called the menu you can check this out on hbo max yes yeah that's why we watched it so this bad boy this one was produced by adam mckay and will ferrell uh wild yeah uh pearl the landlady yeah that's adam mckay's daughter (laughs) and will ferrell they also brought such wonderful additions to the comedy world as Anchorman yeah. and Anchorman 2. <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> so this film is one of those that like everybody in it is probably famous or you've seen them in something. Uh, it's a pretty nice set of people. The movie, it stars uh, Ray Fiennes. Hey, it's Voldemort in this bitch. Mm-hmm. And boy, howdy. He has a, a scary face to begin with, and like Voldemort didn't help nothing. But he looks scary in this movie, and he has reason for being scary. <laughs> Anya Taylor Joy, she was in Last Night in Soho. We're gonna review that one day. Boy, howdy. 
Uh, I've been saying Boycotti a lot. I don't know and why. the Queen's Gambit. Yes, thank you. I was like, there's something else that's like the big thing she's in. Nicholas Holt. Hey, it's Young Beast from the X Men movies. He's a cutie pie. And in he was also that uh, zombie that Micah can't stand. Oh, warm bodies. Warm bodies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Romeo <laughs> or R. It's okay. His character's pretty insufferable too. Yeah. <laughs> Judith Light. I saw her face. The old lady in this. One of the old ladies. One of the couples eating she was the mom in who's the boss and i was like ain't that a bitch that's angela <laughs> angela <laughs> and john leguizamo thank you sorry i was confused why you were pointing at me for a second <laughs> yeah i could have said it but if i said it wrong people would laugh so i just pointed to you early so uh this film is fucking crazy uh i'm trying to think of for the uninitiated this film is a very high-class snooty restaurant that cooks food for 12 people and it's multiple courses during a night and this night the fucking menu is very specific and crazy and deadly (laughs) and so we see the adventures of Anya's character as she is trying to make it through the night and not get murdered so it's a fun one so uh, Katie what did you think about the menu I really liked it. Uh, if you just want to sit and feel uncomfortable for two hours, this is your movie. Yep. For sure. Emma. Uh, the first time I watched this movie, I was so concerned the entire way through because I was like, okay, from the trailer, this looks like a horror film. From what I'm watching, I'm like, this is what's happening. And then like every 10 minutes, I was like, what the fuck am I watching? I'm lost, but I'm really enthralled in this. And we've watched it like, I think four or five times now. It's so good. And it's so fucked up. Like there, I'm usually really good at predicting things in movies. And this had so many things that I was like, what? I was very incorrect about that. Okay. Uncomfortable. So, yeah, no, I love this movie. It's so good. Micah. I absolutely love this movie. It is probably one of my favorite movies that's come out in the last couple of years. Like two-ish, maybe. Um, It's also in a topic where I spend a lot of time watching cooking shows and restaurant shows and all that kind of good stuff. So it's like right in my wheelhouse. And... I like that this is becoming a more and more popularized genre of people because most people who end up having to work in the service industry work in restaurants and it can be really, really fucking shitty. I also work in a restaurant and at times can be really, really fucking shitty. (laughs) (laughs) And so it's super relatable and it's, it, it's really good because this was another movie that I went into without knowing anything about it other than I knew it looked really good and I had no idea what to expect. And literally watching the movie, you still have no idea what to expect until they finally kind of go like, yeah, well, this is what's happening. And it's like, oh, shit. (laughs) Some of the courses come with just real banger twists. Yeah, and uh, I thought it had a in a really really solid ending. Yeah, no, I can't say enough about it. Like like Emma said, we've seen it probably four or five times since it dropped on HBO because I just keep showing people because I really really enjoy it. And yeah, I, I can't say enough about it. I I had a really good time, and I'm really happy that I'm finally like we're finally watching one where I'm like, yes, let's go, super hyped. <laughs> <laughs> so i remember seeing trailers for this movie because it's i don't even know if it's a year old now no nope. november november 18th it came out so this is pretty pretty recent little baby of a movie and i thought it was awesome the trailer looked cool ray fiends looked like he was gonna fucking murder people and i was like this is gonna be good you know mm-hmm. and a couple of my friends the grumpy type of friends that don't watch anything they watched it and they were like hey Otis have you seen the menu like you would like it a lot and I was like I actually haven't seen it and then I finally like really 
was looking around, especially when we started the senses month, and I was like, that's perfect for taste. It's yeah. about a fucking restaurant and shit goes crazy. It's gotta be great. Watched it and I was like, this movie's fucking awesome. I loved it. It's it's so different. And like I said, if you know me, I enjoyed stuff that's different, you know? It 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 leaves a better memory in your head, and it's like, oh, this movie's like centered around these courses these meals and then the crazy things happen it's like a chapters of a book honestly every meal is a is a different chapter a different feel happens i really enjoyed it the the villain is awesome the hero's awesome uh the supporting characters there were people that i was like man you were really funny that that was really douchey of you it it ran the gamut of everything and it's kind of what you want for a really good movie. It had all the pieces. I don't know what it needed to be absolutely perfect. I don't know. I guess for me, I guess be a little more gory, I guess. But yeah. I thought it was absolutely amazing. I love this movie. So uh, thank you guys. I'm very happy. I mean, I thought about this by myself. So I enjoy it. So we'll get through this story really yeah, it's fun. Uh, I, I will not stop saying that. So we'll get through the story and then we'll talk about, I actually wrote down the courses because it's very important that you know what they're eating because it really ties into what's happening. So I'll try to make sure I say it in the right order and do it. But I do have a list with me and I wrote them down. So we meet up with Tyler and his date Margot, and they are waiting for a boat to Hawthorne and it's an exclusive island. And a well, it's a restaurant owned and operated by Julian Slowick. Slowick? Slowick? Slowick. Yeah, Slowick. Slowick. And it's located on a private island. So this place is so swanky that every night they have, you know, dinner, and it's only for 12 people. And every ticket is twelve hundred and fifty dollars. So this place makes what, fifteen thousand bucks a night? I think that's, oh, yeah, 15, yeah. Yeah, 15 grand a night. Per dinner service. Yes, per dinner service. So it they make tons of money, but it's absolutely the thing that you want to do. Uh, many famous people come here, tons of critics and stuff. This place is absolutely awesome. So we see that Tyler is absolutely enamored by this place, and he's very excited that he finally gets to go. And he loves the chef. Yes, it's one of his he's favorite like chefs the in chefs. the world. And we see that he gets really excited because Lillian Bloom, a food critic, and her editor is going to be part of the service. And so he's like, holy shit, this night's going to be so perfect. Like, there's so many famous people here, important people. And so we see wealthy regulars, Richard and Ann, a washed up movie star, George Diaz, and his assistant, Felicity. And we have business partners, Soren, Dave, and Bryce, they're douchebags. And uh, we see one lady later. She's just kind of drinking in the corner, but we, we'll <laughs> talk about her later on. So as they're on the boat, they get a appetizer. It's called the Chef's Welcome. So it's raw local oyster, mignonette emulsion with lemon caviar and an oyster leaf. So even from the beginning, every time they eat anything made by the chef, we see Tyler's on the verge of having like uh like uh just coming in his pants. He's like he talks about how this is perfect and they, they can't do anything better with this. And Margo's like, oysters are cool. I wish it was just straight up oysters. You don't have to do all this extra stuff to it. And so it shows just the difference between them. She's like, Yeah, I like food, it's awesome, but just what's all this weird shit you're doing on the side and all this stuff? Earlier in the at the beginning of the movie, we see Margot. She's smoking a cigarette, and Tyler's like, "You're gonna mess up your palate because you know you're smoking cigarettes." And she's like, "I'll be fine. My palate will be fucked up. I don't care enough about this." And then finally, she relents and puts out a cigarette for Tyler, so she's there for him. So we end up on the island, and the Mater D Elsa is showing everybody around and showing that they are super like self sufficient. They have all the food and they have people that go fishing for all the things they're going to use for that night they have this gigantic was it a nordic smoker yeah i think so and they put all their food in and they 
smoke it for 152 days to get like the ultimate like awesomeness out of their meat and stuff and they're talking about all this stuff and i don't know for a foodie it's probably being at comic-con and tyler is just like oh my god that's awesome too (laughs) so we see elsa is checking everybody in for the service and she sees that margo was not tyler's designated guest for the evening it was another lady but uh substitution it's now margo and we see that Tyler doesn't really know that much about Margot. So I guess they just met or this is like a first date situation because he doesn't even know Margot's last name. And because Elsa's asking like, well, what's what's her name? The full name. And I thought that was kind of weird. I'm like, okay, so it's a first date. So dinner begins and Chef Slowick, he is very opposing and scary. Uh, He does this thing where he claps his hands really loud and all the chefs that work under him they instantly stop their doing and turn all at once and then he starts talking and so he tells them that tonight's very special and he doesn't want everybody to eat he wants them to taste and savor what you're getting and so uh, if you go to a fancy restaurant it's not about portions it's about an experience so katie and i and probably emma and micah we've seen tons of food shows especially the fancy ones where it's like, oh, this is a steak, but the steak is like a medallion size, like, you know. It's straight up three order. bites. Yeah. Because the moose bouche. Yeah, because they don't want you to get full. It's not like you go to like Golden Corral, you're like, oh my God, I'm gonna shit myself. I ate so much food. It's more of that was the best tiny single bite. That yeah, I've single had. bite yeah. of anything I've had in my life. And so they had a show for that. Yeah. What was it called? The the one bite something? Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember seeing that. Um, there are a lot of people that enjoy food in that way. They're like, you put in hours of time to make this one bite and it's the best thing in the world. I'm going to cry now. <laughs> right. Uh, some people really like that. It's kind of crazy to me. So the next course was a, ooh, I'm going to mess this up because I don't really know French, but uh, an uh, amuse-bouche. Yeah. Yep. Hey, compressed and pickled cucumber melon, milk snow, and charred lace. And like I said, all of these things have awesome, like the the plating is beautiful. And it's funny, even when it starts coming out, Margo is like, this is cool, I guess, but I'm still kind of hungry. And Tyler tells her like, okay, calm down. It's you're here for the experience. Like, you know, come on, get your shit together. And we see Tyler earlier. Elsa says, don't take pictures of the food. I want you to be here in the moment. And Tyler is taking pictures of the food. He don't give no fucks. So he's very much a dum-dum. Yeah. So the next course is called the island. And so we see raw scallop, pickled local seaweed, and algae. And there's like a giant like rock on everybody's plate. And so it looks like like the sea and it's like the the cliffs to the sea it, it looks awesome and everybody's eating it and like i said you see that the rest of the people in the room if you're not margo everyone's kind of blowing smoke up their ass about food and, and sure some of them are critics and they've dealt with really good food all their lives but some people are like oh you oh the the ambiance of this it's like oh yes yes the ambiance is just perfect and all these crazy words for things and it made me smile because i know these people are kind of douchey with that the way they talk and stuff and then every course it just builds up to the point of oh yo you're shitty okay it makes sense now so it was the third course yes it was the third course no 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 it's after the third course so the third one was breadless bread plate (laughs) he talks about how bread is very important in food and he says that it was what mainly for poor people right it, it was a, a lower tier food and it's like you will get no bread tonight and so it's all these sauces and flavors savory accompaniments to bread but with no bread and so the douchebags in the room start asking for bread like can i get some bread with this and elsa's like no it's 
just enjoy what you're getting right now. And then Elsa like whispers into one of the guy's ears that, oh man, she says, you will eat more than you deserve. Less than, no, less than you desire and more than you deserve. Yes. And she like whispers this in his ear and he's like, that was really terrifying. What what did that mean, Elsa? And then she just walks away. And I was like, Whoa, what the fuck? So like I said, little by little starts to get really creepy. So the next course, it is titled Memory. And so it is House Smoked Chicken Thigh El Pastor, Tortillas Made with Heirloom Masa and Green Salsa Cubes. The chef talks about a story of his past where his dad would get drunk all the time and his mom would get drunk a lot also so the lady in the corner just started drinking at the beginning of the movie and is still drinking that's his mother and so he talks about one night it was taco tuesday (laughs) where the dad comes home and proceeds to choke the mom with the phone cord and little chef attacks the dad with a pair of scissors and so the chicken has a pair of scissors stabbed into it, and it is actually surrounded by a phone cord in a tortilla. For every person at their table is a specific bad, I guess, memory for them. It's like an ousting picture. Yes. And so they laser engraved very specific pictures for people. Uncomfortable truths, it seems. So Boy, we get pictures from affairs. So there is a couple, uh, Richard and Anne, old people. And from the beginning, Richard sees Margot and is like, oh, shit. And he stop, He does not want to look at her. And Anne is like, that girl over there that keeps looking over here, she looks like she looks like our daughter, doesn't she? And he's like, nope, does not look like our daughter. And I don't know who that is. It's like, she looks so familiar. It's like, nope, no, she don't. And we see embezzlement. So the douchebags. They have been embezzling money from the company and they actually work for the same person that owns this restaurant. And they're like, we kind of own you in a way. And the chef's like, nah, you don't. And it's, oh man. So the chef has learned really like sneaky things about everybody in the restaurant. Well, except for Margot, she wasn't supposed to be here because she was a substitute. And we see Tyler's tortilla is pictures of him taking pictures of the food. So they engraved this within minutes. So they had someone taking pictures of him from a distance. I was like, this son of a bitch taking pictures of us. Security cameras everywhere. Oh, you think it was yeah. a security camera? Okay. And they laser engraved the tortilla with him taking pictures of the food. I'm like, holy shit. Dang, bitch, they told you not to do it. Yeah, I'm like, that's so creepy. So they're just watching them. So at this point, we see that the chef has been just watching Margot because he tells her later that you're not supposed to be here. It's supposed to be someone else. So you're kind of just weird. And he keeps bringing up the metaphor of like, are you with us? Are you with them? And so there is 100% a wall between the chef and the people that he is serving. And he wants to know which side Margot's on. And later on, they do a little bit more talking about what it means to be on his side but it's still going to end the same way for everybody but during the fourth course sous chef jeremy actually comes up with this plating so it's called the mess and it's pressure cooked vegetables roasted filet potato confrit beef jus bone marrow and jeremy jeremy proceeds to put a gun into his mouth and shoot himself in the head and people start freaking out a couple of the the guests they're like oh that's not real it can't be real uh the food critic is like yeah the food critic's like oh this is just a show uh this is what he does this is just a show and people are like that dude killed himself and it's funny in the back the sous chefs they actually put up a curtain to block the brain and blood from getting into the kitchen and the second he shoots they pull the cover away and they get back to cooking. And I was like, holy shit, you know? 
uh, every time something weird happens, Tyler gives no types of shit about it. And he's eating the food. And like I said, he is in bliss every time he takes a bite of the food. He's like, this is really fucking good. <laughs> so Richard, the old guy, uh, he wants to leave because boy, howdy, that's some scary shit. We just watched the guy die. And so the payment he has to do for trying to escape is getting his ring finger cut off. And so he's just sitting in his seat crying and bleeding. And we see Hawthorne's angel investor. So an angel investor is someone that puts in a lot of money at the beginning for something getting built. And they kind of hold the debt over the person. But then they're like, hey, man, I helped you with this. Cool. Oh, give me some of that money from your business being awesome. Doug Varick. And so Doug and Slowick have had their issues from what we kind of learn. And so we see Doug is outside with angel wings on himself. And Slowick, the chef, has him lowered into the water and he drowns. So now, hooray, Slowick owns the restaurant. He's free. He's free. He's very happy about that. So the fifth course, he has everybody go outside and the chef gets stabbed by one of the sous chefs named Catherine. And Catherine tells us that Slowick sexually harassed her multiple times and then just ignored her for months because he didn't get what he wanted. But she says, but he can do that because he's the star. But now this course is just for the ladies. So it's called Man's Folly. And it's Dungeness Crab, Fermented Yogurt Whey, Dried Sea Lettuce, Ooh, Umeboshi. Umeboshi. And kelp. So while the female guests are eating with Catherine, the male guests are given a chance to escape the island and they get a 45 second head start and then they are chased down by the other sous chefs. So (laughs) we see a ton of them just like break the fuck out and they're running. And one of the douchebags like, don't run with me, bro. Just go another way. He's like, you're following me. And they all get caught because they're, you know, they don't know where the fuck they're going. One actually gets to a boat and is getting in the water but then he gets snatched up and so the last one to get caught and it was uh the actor i believe right it was the guy that was there with the critic the editor yes the editor for the critic he's the last one caught so he gets a prize he gets a little a little cute little quick meal and he's like here you go that's for you because you're the last one caught he's like thank you <laughs> and they let him eat it and then they drag him back to the restaurant <laughs> While this is happening, we find out that Margot is not actually not her real name. I wanted, it was Elsa. It was Elsa, and she is a a faint a call girl. No, what's fancier? She's a a date for hire, basically. Yeah, but it sounded like she might be a little bit more than that. Oh, Elsa's the one who works at the film. Ellie. Then I think her no, name is Erin. Is her name? I think so. Starts with an E. Uh, it it seems like Margot. I'm gonna keep saying Margot. Margot is. A fancy prostitute? We'll see. Maybe she's just for dates, but it sounds like she might do more because the chef realized that she is in the service industry. industry. Yeah. And he's like, he knows people that are in service. So, um, and we find out that no one's going to survive tonight. And all these courses tie in together, and it only works if everybody dies at the end. And we see that Catherine, the, sh- the sous chef, she was the one that suggests that the chef kills everybody on the island at the end. So the chef explains that everybody was invited because they either contributed to him losing his passion for being a chef or they've made a living off exploiting the work of other really good chefs and people in the art industry like him and his group. And so he's like, I'm getting revenge on everybody and you're all going to die tonight. Since Margo wasn't really supposed to be here, she's not part of the revenge plot. And so the chef gives her a choice of dying either with the staff or dying with the guests. And he tells her that, hey, I'm going to give you a little bit of time with this. But at some point, you're going to have to choose. And if you don't choose, I'm going to make you choose. So uh, at this point, um, we see that Tyler... (laughs) knew that tonight was going to be one of the is going to be the last service dinner service 
And Tyler still wanted to come because he's like, well, this is the last time I can get food from the chef. I want to be here for it. But Tyler's kind of an ass. He is an asshole because his girlfriend broke up with him. So he didn't have a date because you have to have someone with you. You can't come by yourself. So he hired Margot to come with him, knowing that she would die. And she did not know she would die. So Tyler is an absolute asshole. So she dives across the table and attacks them. Yeah, punches him in the face. So it's funny. At this point, the chef invites Tyler up to cook because he's a foodie. He knows everything about food. He should be able to do this. You know, this is his dream in life. And Tyler is all the types. He's freaking out. And it's if I feel bad for him, but he's a piece of shit. So his meal is called Tyler's Bullshit, and it's undercooked lamb, inedible shallot leek butter sauce, <clears throat> utter lack of cohesion. So he, he just chops things up and then just put lamb into a, a pan and barely cooked it. And then the chef takes a bite, and it's funny. He takes a bite, and he's like, hmm, it's utter trash. And Tyler's face he like just breaks oh he's so sad you know if he wasn't such a piece of shit I'd feel a lot worse for him I love the chef's comments though as he's cooking he's like oh leeks and butter in a pan who has not heard of that Ooh. <laughs> he's like this this technique for chopping I, I don't know anything about it like I'm so happy you're here to show me this new technique <laughs> so the chef whispers something in Tyler's ear. I like that we don't know what it is. We understand what the end game of it is. But I like to think that he probably told him, like, if you want to make me happy, the one thing you can do to make me happy is to kill yourself. That's all you can do and probably the only thing you can do right. And that you should go do that right now. Because after he whispers something in his ear, Tyler says, yes, chef, and then leaves. So later on, we see Margot actually sees Tyler, he hanged himself in the back. So Tyler's gone. Bye, Tyler. So the chef asked Margot to go to the smokehouse and collect a barrel for the dessert. They have one more meal left, and then they got to get ready for the dessert, and then we're going to end this bad boy. So on route, Margot sneaks into the chef's house because the whole time she's like, what's in that house? I want to know. And we see Elsa is very jealous because the chef... Uh, Elsa is the second in command and she's jealous because it seems like Margot is like kind of moving up the ranks like very quickly. And so Elsa follows her knowing that she's going to do something bad and they <clears throat> fight at the chef's house and Margot kills Elsa. She beats the shit out of her and stabs her in the neck. And so she sneaks into a secret room in the chef's house and we see a framed employee of the month award showing the chef young and he's like like a sh- not even a chef he's a cook at like a burger restaurant he's all young and happy and it's like wow he's actually smiling look at him and she sees a radio and she radios for help so she makes it to the restaurant with the barrel and we see a coast guard officer come in and he's like, hey, I got a call that like, people are in trouble and there's murders happening. And the chef tells everybody before the Coast Guard comes in, if you say anything, you're going to get him killed and you're all going to die. So what do you want to do? The actor, because the, sh- the Coast Guard wants an autograph from him, he signs. He doesn't sign his name. He writes, help us. And so as the Coast Guard's leaving, he reads that, pulls out his gun, and points it at the chef. Hooray! Everything's going to work out for the best. Oh, no. The Coast Guard was not a Coast Guard. He was one of the sous chefs dressed up to look like a Coast Guard. So this was Margot's final test to see if she was going to be one of them or one of the guests. And so the chef is very disappointed in Margot. He's like, I thought you were one of us, but... You're one of those douchebag guests. So you can sit your ass back down. So as the dessert is being prepared, Margot actually mocks the chef's dishes and says that there's no love in this meal. Like you're the 
you're such a broken down chef and there's nothing left in you. You couldn't make something that was full of love. He's like, what are you talking about? All our meals are made with love. And the, and the line chefs are like, yeah. <laughs> and so she complains that she is still hungry. And the chef's like, well, what, what do you want to eat? And Margot says, I want a cheeseburger. And the chef, it's funny, a little bit of a smile hits chef's lips. And he's like, I can make a cheeseburger. And Margot says, I don't want any of that fancy, weird shit. Like no bun or this stuff. I want a straight up fucking cheeseburger. And the chef's like, I can do that. I'll make it taste like the first cheeseburger you've ever had in your life. When when you were poor and that was all your parents could afford. And she's like, okay. And so the cheeseburger is made. And it is the, the cause so every meal that pops up, there's uh, the picture of the food and then it says what's in it. And so it says supplemental course, a cheeseburger, just a well-made cheeseburger. And we see the chef, he's making it himself in all the line chefs stop and watch. And you see the smile keeps popping up on his lips the whole time while he's cooking it. So he gives her the, the, the cheeseburger with fries and she asks how much it is. And he says $9.95. So she, she drops some money down, but then she says she drops a $10 bill. No tip. Yeah. And so she says, you know, my eyes were a little bit hungrier than my stomach. Can I get this to go? And then we see the chef think about it because like, you know, you weren't really supposed to be here to begin with, honestly. And you made me feel and I haven't felt in a long time. Yeah, we can do that. And Margot gets to leave and the rest of the guests kind of watch her. And the older lady, she actually looks at her and tells her, get the fuck out of here. You're good. And so Margot gets her doggy bag full of a really nice looking burger and French fries and she leaves the restaurant. And so we see what the final course is. It's dessert and it's the s'more. And the ingredients are marshmallow, chocolate, graham cracker, customers, staff, restaurant. So what they do, they drop graham cracker everywhere in the restaurant cover people in marshmallow, I don't know, vests, and put chocolate hats on them. And then they light the restaurant up. And the chef is in the middle. And he drops hot coals from the fucking oven, drops it down, and everything catches on fire. And the line chefs turn on all the gas mains, and the restaurant explodes. So Margo makes it to a boat, and she watches the restaurant burn down. And it's a pretty funny metaphor because the menu is so important to this movie. She uses the menu to wipe her mouth. She uses it like a napkin because it's not important to her. It wasn't important at all to her. And so that's the end of the menu. Uh, This movie is really good. It's crazy. So, Katie, who is your favorite character in the menu? That's Margot slash Aaron. She was the best. She was the only person in this whole movie who wasn't just hoity-toity like fingers out i'm so special because i'm at this like rare as fuck um exclusive restaurant and she wasn't like anything like the staff because the staff had all been fucking brainwashed by this top chef who was just like over being used and underappreciated so yeah. She she was definitely my favorite. Emma. I would have to agree, but uh, my favorite character I wrote down was the fucking audacity. <laughs> because literally every character just, I hated them all and I loved them all at the same time. But it was just the sheer fucking audacity of the whole thing. <laughs> that was that evening i was like y'all okay (laughs) so yes micah yeah it's gonna be margo nice and easy go with the crowd (laughs) um i love the take that it's like yeah you spent your entire career doing this frou-frou fancy shit but your joy was making a burger like a really really good goddamn burger and here we are 
I've also been making a ton of burgers since I watched this movie. <laughs> yeah, I need to make a burger and put some onions on one side and like flip it. The oh, burger yeah. looked good. Like I want to, I want to try Smash that thing with like the in. the cheese and the onions and stuff, and then they put the patty on it and then flip it. Yeah, yeah, looks fucking great. <laughs> so I went with I do this a lot, but if there's a good relationship out there, I pick two people. So I went with Margot and Chef Slowick. So the hero and the villain of this movie, honestly, the chef was so charismatic and scary and funny all at mm-hmm. the same time. And it's <laughs> it's funny. He is mean to these people, but they're not good people. So it's a room full of bad people and one person that wasn't supposed to be there. And so I love that idea that the hero wasn't supposed to be here. This was just a room of people that were supposed to die. And they just ended up in a place where everyone's going to die. And like, I don't want to be here. <laughs> so just there, the way they talked to each other and they were tr- becoming friends and stuff. I thought it was really awesome. So the chef and Margot, it, it was a fucking awesome relationship. Though honorable mention to everybody else. I liked every, well, there's one person I didn't really like, but he was funny still. It made me mad because he's a piece of shit. So. Yep. Katie, who was your least favorite character? Where's the beast? <laughs> That's Tyler, of course, because he was just a fucking bitch. Like, I understand being obsessed with one particular chef. Okay, fine. I understand being hoity-toity, pinkies out about your food. Fine. Like, whatever. The mouthfeel was great. And the, the what is he, bergamot in the tea? Like, good for you. Um, but you fucking crossed a line when you got dumped and then you hired an escort to come get murdered. Yep. Go fuck yourself, Beast. <laughs> Emma. I also wrote Beast, um, and not Tyler, but <laughs> no, <laughs> Tyler was, Tyler was the most. I couldn't with the fact that, like you said, I get it. Being hoity-toity is one thing. You paid $1,200 for your dinner to go to a private island. Yeah. You, you're you already an asshole. Great. But you're ignoring every single rule, every single thing that's told to you, this is how tonight's going to go, and you're saying, fuck it, and you brought someone here to be murdered under false pretense like he domered the shit out of her yeah and that's that's just that was disgusting to me so i was like the old couple with the guy that cheated on his wife yeah you're an asshole the critic who was just an asshole the three dudes that were embezzlers and john leguizamo and his problems yes but None of them brought someone there to murder them. Micah. Easiest one would be Tyler. But then I was going to say the, I was going to bring up the older couple, which Emma stole the thunder. I didn't. (laughs) Okay, fair. Uh, The older couple, the the guy, uh, his wife was basically willing to, you know, still defend him in a, in a really shitty situation and, you know, was super protective over him and, uh even protective of kind of Anya at the end she's like just go just you know um and he just was super shitty and instead of facing anything he just like clammed up and didn't say anything he had very few lines but you know was very telling he didn't have to say a lot he just did some shitty shit and it was like shitty shit I I don't know just yeah he didn't like the old guy didn't like the old guy yeah, he, both of them, the wife got better toward the end. Yeah. When he wasn't around, she was better, but yeah. So, yeah, no shit about Tyler. That's an easy one. He's crap, man. Like, And I think the way he acted subconsciously, he was just kind of saying fuck it to everything because he knew he was going to die. So, yeah. like, why be afraid of getting in trouble? Though he was worried about getting in trouble. But he was still doing stuff that would get him in trouble. It was so weird, but he knew he was going to die, but he didn't care. I don't get it. He was just everywhere in this movie. 
But yeah. I'm gonna go with uh the douchebags, and they were trying to like use their weight because they were part of the company and like, hey man. Like our boss owns you. Let's see some blood or let's see some bread. <laughs> but they were crap, though. They did say some funny things in the movie, but they were my least favorite people in the room. I have to say. Yeah. Every, everybody else made me smile at some point, even though they were absolute crap. Tyler, Tyler's ass in this movie. But man, his face when things terrible things would happen. He's like, this beef is divine. And he didn't care that people <laughs> were dying across the room he's like this food is great are you gonna eat your food and then like Margo's like what the fuck is happening he's like uh Aju, that's what's happening <laughs> I thought that was really funny to see so let's do seven word synopsis I got two of them uh my first one is Voldemort was cooking and killing all night and then my next one is no lie that cheeseburger looked real tasty and Katie was like, four slices of cheese? God damn. I'm like, well, they about to die. They don't care. Yeah, fucking heart attack. <laughs> that was so much cheese. That was a lot of cheese. And I love cheese, but that was a lot of fucking cheese. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I didn't know American cheese. cheese is the best cheese for doing on the grill. I didn't know that. Yep. Because mm. it doesn't crack. Or, he said split down the middle. Yeah. I didn't know that. There's so many other cheeses you put on there, chef, but he's dead. He don't. He can't hear me. Katie, seven word synopsis. Kitchen staff gets revenge on rich assholes. That's a legit synopsis. <laughs> Never fuck with people in service industry. Yeah, yes. You get, you get set on fire. And then my last one, Voldemort's sick of serving ungrateful, wealthy douchebags. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Micah. Ouch. That is pretty hot. Got milk? <laughs> Yikes. I think I might have one more, but we'll circle back. Yeah, okay. Uh, I have dinner and a show. What a concept. And then like most dangerous game, but with dinner. (laughs) And then my alliterative, Dirty Dozen's Daring Deadly Dinner Deliciously Detonates. Heck yeah. You got another one? Remember your roots when you're chasing perfection. Ooh. That was so ominous. <laughs> okay, so this film came out November 18th, 2022. It's a little baby movie. It's, it's barely walking. No, it's not. So what do you guys think the budget for the menu was? Katie? $25 dues. Okay, Emma? $30 dues. Micah? Well, since mine was taking $31 dues. Bitch. <laughs> Micah, you should have just held hands with one of these lovely ladies because one of them got it perfectly right. That's the sound. The budget for the menu was $30 dues. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, hey, don't threaten me with holding hands. I'll hold her hand right now. Right? (laughs) Hold it. Hold it all night. So what do you guys think the box office was, Katie? $75 dues. Emma? $93 dues. So specific. Micah. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> oh, man. I couldn't even begin to guess. Uh, you really could, though. You I start could. with one sure. and then. $60 dues. <laughs> 60 Not a bad guess. Really, it wasn't a bad guess, Micah. You should have went the other way. You should have jumped in the middle of both of the ladies. Because the box office was $79.6 dues. So specific. Very close. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if this is going to be the final monies. It'll probably jump up a little bit more before we're done. It's a couple months old. DVDs are probably out by now. Um, But, yo, it did great. The reviews were like, this was a solid movie. I'm curious why it didn't... I'm Marvel movies spoil me because I think every movie has to make like times 20 their budget. Agreed. I forget sometimes movies just can make triple and just walk away being happy. I'm sorry. It's, you know, when a movie makes has to make 600 million to be fucking popular or good, <laughs> it just kind of makes everything else feel weird. But no, the reviews were pretty solid for this film and I'm very happy about it. 
So minority kill count. I'm gonna need some help with this one. So we have Elsa, mm-hmm. the three douchebags. None of them were straight up white. I don't think. No, two of them were. One was white. But the other one guy that was from Broad City, he's absolutely not. Yeah. And then the black guy. Yeah. I don't even remember the third one. Yeah. Third guy. I think it was just a white dude. Uh, one of the line chefs for sure was a black lady. There might have been a black guy in there too, but yeah. I remember seeing the black mm-hmm. line chef. Uh, the movie star and Felicity. They're both Latino. Yep. Latina. Uh, I think that's it. The assistant. Uh, the- uh, no, that was Elsa. He already said Elsa. Um, yeah. I think it might be six, but I want to say there was a black male line chef too. Yes, there was. That's seven. And I think, I think that's it. Uh, there was security because people were dragged back into the room and I want to say one was black, but I can't remember. I might just be just putting a black face on somebody. <laughs> I, think, I think there was. Okay. We'll say eight. So, eight minorities. So, the new number is 306. And a Tito Turtle. And a house. And a plane full of vampires. So, does anybody have anything else to say about the menu before we get out of here? It's really good. really fucking good. Yeah, I had a great time. I'm going to put a star by this one. This one's going in the book. Uh, we'll see if it wins wins an award at the end of the year. Maybe. Maybe not. We haven't got the foreign horror. You know how those always win. <laughs> so, with that, that is the end of this episode. So, if you have any other cool fun facts about Voldemort cooking sweet-ass cheeseburgers, you can use that. Pod. We have an email. It is Alan Presents at gmail.com. We have a Facebook app. Alan Presents. So, Studio Test, thank you so much for the artwork and the music you listen to right now. That is Flipping the Combined Effort. Flipping the CE anywhere you can find them. So, this is episode 276 in the books, in the pocket, out of sight. And so, we have three more volumes, three more beautiful movies. Full of senses and stuff and scariness. Very pumped about it. This year, um, me and my friends, me and my smart friends, smarter than me, they we've been working on different genres and things. So I'm pumped about our choices this year for every month up until October. Very excited about it. Like I said, I'm surrounded by people with good ideas. I just know a lot of scary movies, so I can plug them in. So I'm glad, I'm glad smart people around me with the ideas. So. <laughs> Like always, thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back next week with another scary movie with some type of sense. That's the important part. Okay, bye, guys. Bye. Toots. Yeah, there's never enough napkins. <laughs>